Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Winners and Losers show from the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav, that's Keith, that's Phil, that's Dicko. Four winners, four losers from the weekend's Premier League games and um, anything else we can come up with in between. If you're watching, please share, please like, please subscribe, but most importantly, put your comments in there and we'll read out as many as we can as we go. Um, great to see Phil back. Amazing to see Dicko back after like he just told us to piss off for about three months. Fair play. <laughs> and uh, great to see Keith back sporting yet another um, football top. So, mm-hmm. Keith, Gav, um, I'm going to throw it out there. If Everton don't get into this fucking conversation in the next hour or so, the serious issues, I'm going to put it out there. But, yeah. um, I'm going to start with you and I'd like to start with your winner of the week. My winner of the week is Philippe Coutinho. Um, oh. A controversial one. Um, look, Phil Coutinho, Liverpool fans, we're all sick of, you know, harking on about let's sign Phil, let's sign Phil. He's not good enough for us. He's not at our level. Um, he's he's a player that on his day is capable of the spectacular. And I think landing at a club like Villa is the perfect move for him after a couple of, say, failed moves at Barcelona and Bayern Munich. If you look at Phil Coutinho's numbers at Barcelona, they're not that bad in in of themselves. But you have to take the whole the context in of the the price tag, the expectations, what he went into, what they became. And it was just a, an unmitigated disaster. You know, he, he goes to Villa under a player that he, a manager, sorry, that he played with and who knows how to get the best out of him. And I think they're starting to see what Philippe Coutinho can offer to a table at, uh, sorry, aside at that, that level of the table because he'll have good games, he'll have great performances and then he'll do nothing. But he'll do the good performances every few weeks and that's enough for a Villa. I've seen a lot of their fans on Twitter saying, you know, that this is what he needed after losing Grealish and and on his day he's better than Grealish. And, you know, he does that. Coutinho does that on his day. He's a spectacular player and he had a great game against um, 
Southampton there at the weekend. So I threw him in as my winner of the weekend. I'd love to hear what you all think of Big Phil's job that he's doing at Villa. Dico, go on. Before Phil absolutely tells he's the worst Brazilian footballer of all time, um, what, do you, <laughs> what do you think? I'm loving the Grain Jill comments, by the way. That yeah. came up there. Exactly the first thing that sprung to my mind. What um, intro. Amazing work. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Coutinho, well, I was definitely one of those who didn't want him to come back. Um, yeah. I know um, he, he can't, it kind of split our fan base in a way. I'm always a believer of sort of not really... Uh, going back to someone, um, especially someone who, who kind of you know gave up on the club in the way that he did, and, and look what we've done ever since. But I, I think you know what key touches on there, like he probably wasn't. You know, look, we're we're elite now. We are one of the best two teams in the Premier League, arguably one of the best two or three teams in in Europe, probably not even arguably at the moment. And he and he wasn't up to that standard, but. Fair play to Stevie G. He, he identified someone who obviously he had a relationship with in the past. He's brought him along. Um, you know, he was at a low ebb in his career. He's come along and he's and he's ta- and he's taken like Villa by storm. Really, they absolutely love him. I'd say you know he is a, a already turning quickly into a hero. And um, I, I was just absolutely gutted and throwing fancy football at the weekend because. Uh, on the old double game week, that that would have been an absolute gift, really. So, um, yeah, fair play. I'm I'm happy to see him, you know, doing what he's doing. I, I, obviously, we've got Villa coming up in a in a in a few weeks' time, so a little bit fearful of what he might be able to do against us, alongside the whole Stevie G factor. But um, yeah, you've uh, you definitely got him put put him down as a winner because. His career was going nowhere, and this has just completely revitalised uh, Philip Coutinho. I think, like, for me, I think it was a, I said it a while ago, I think it was a clever move by Gerrard to bring him in. Because instead of spending 50 million quid on that sort of player and having the pressure thrown at you straight away, that you spend 50 million on that type of player. He's brought someone in for, for a loan. I think he might have an option to buy on it. Yeah. Um, and it's worked out perfect for him. Well, it has so far. You know, he's, he's X amount of goals, X amount of assists so far, and he seems to be playing well. And Gerard. Gerard not Gerard's not silly. He's not going to come in there and say to Philip Coutinho, "Listen, you have to play left wing and you have to run up up and down all day," because he knows that won't happen. So he's he's trying to build a side around him and he's trying to replicate a little bit of what Grealish used to do at, at Villa in that you know the position that he takes up and and the responsibility he has on the ball and probably a lack of responsibility off it. I think it's worked well for him so far. It'd be interesting to see in the summer if he does actually go and sign him because I reckon he get him for next to nothing in the summer just to get the wage bill over there at Barcelona if they can afford to pay. Him, the wages that's that's another element too but overall he's had a really good start at Villa um, they were going through a bit of a rocky patch over the last probably five six weeks they've picked it up a little bit now and that win at the weekend doing the world of good I think he's been really good for them Phil that's great yeah it's, it's Villa they're play 11th place and they've they won two their last two in a row they're a nothing team he's a nothing player Ben it's great that he won he's it, like he doesn't. He doesn't. After the weekend of football, it was. He doesn't even deserve to be mentioned in winners and losers tonight. He's well, just. He's, he's only so shut up. No, just being straight. He doesn't deserve. He did. What's he done? What's he done? Fifty well, million. At the 50 weekend. Million at the weekend. How many does he score the weekend? Who knows? Who cares? Uh, 
I don't know as far as any, but he scored. I think he got a couple of assists. Goal and assist. Goal and yeah, assist. Goal and yeah. assist. Yeah, I played really well. So that's how he's the winner of the weekend. But that's that's the thing. Like it's he, he's a player that look. I think we all agree. They go hit the nail on the head. You know, we don't want them back. We've moved on. I can't understand the, the clamor for Liverpool fans to want the player back. It's just interesting to see when he does get a goal or an assist that there is still that sort of. We could get him for fifteen million. You know, he wouldn't take him back. He wouldn't walk in there. That's because that's because Keith, there's a bunch of gone being Liverpool fans. Oh yeah, can't, they can't let the past go and would still sign Gerard back if they had the chance and put him straight into the team, right? So like, it's right. there's no point. You just you just ignore them and let them just drift off to become Everton fans and play in the underwater stadium because it's, it, it, it like ultimately. Coutinho was finished when he went to Bayern Munich, as and I'm talking as a top tier player, as a fellow that's yeah. at the very top levels, right? Um, he looks like a player. He, he looks what he is. He's a good player in a mid table side, right? He's the type of player that if he came along now, you go, Jesus, I wonder, I wonder if he'd be decent at a top side. But then you look at other games and go, Nah, he wouldn't. I mean, Laszlo Panaflex there, Ericsson, Ericsson did more this weekend than Coutinho in my book. And he's not in my winners either. So, but I'm just just for for me, I think if you like, I just don't know. He's just he's exactly what you expect him to be. He's nothing better. He's nothing more. And I would never have him as a winner because uh, ultimately the way he carried that's, on to get out that's, the club, that's you not letting go of the past. Yeah. Would you take yeah. Suarez back? <laughs> would I take Suarez back? Mm. Not now. Not at this stage. No. Would you take Suarez back two years ago? Two years ago, yeah, before we put the squad that we had together. Okay, so but, it was but, worse. He done, he done as bad uh, to Liverpool as what um, Philip Coutinho. He done worse. Yeah, but he's a better footballer. But that's not the point. Yeah, so then... It's no, not it is the point. point. No, the, point, exactly the, point, the, point. the point you've made is that because, you know, always oh, this and he's that and what he done and stuff like that. Suarez done, Suarez done worse. <laughs> Listen, Suarez is still a better player. So would he bring something? Or did, that wasn't the that, argument, yes, though. It is the argument. It wasn't, though. It, it might be now. We can have that argument yeah, it now, but it wasn't. It wasn't it two now. minutes ago. It doesn't it make it. You were going on about, about him and how, where he went and what he done and stuff like that. It's yes, because I, I, I can't. These players, it'd be like, would you vote? Would you say Lanzini, the the West Ham fella, he player winner? No, you wouldn't. You'd have a good game and that'd be it. If winners should be fellas who are very special. And something His team that's, got that's beaten and he missed the sitter. <laughs> it certainly won't be winner. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's 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 the equivalent of of uh, Coutinho. Where what was Coutinho doing for since he signed? Because I think the only game they won up until they beat Brighton and Hove Albion um, last week was Everton, and everyone beats Everton. Everton scores like, everyone. debut against United. Yeah, it comes off the bench. It didn't, goal it didn't win though. I think yeah, I think someone made a good point. Someone made a good point in the comments. Essentially, he was kind of almost a catalyst for us to go on and win and win these yeah. trophies because off the back of it, you're buying. Allison and Van Dyke essentially within within a very short space of time. So I think in some strange ways we've got a lot to be thankful for that he did force that move out to Barcelona and we did get the hundred yes. million plus that eventually leads to a completely different path than if he would have stayed at the club in some in some in some ways, you know. So um like Red Steve, I'm Red Steve says quite right, Phil Coutinho was a snake and did the dirty on us. However, <laughs> he's getting me points in the FBL. So <laughs> fuck you. Um, <laughs> um Lanzini is my winner of the week for that miss, says Chris Brack. There you go. Uh, See? So there you go. Um but listen, taking away what happened at Liverpool and he was going nowhere at Barca, at the knee injuries, 
Um, people are even doubting, like, you know, could he turn up and play football at, at one stage? He's gone there. He has, I don't know how many goals he has now. He, four? Four goals, maybe four or five assists. Three goals and three assists in yeah, seven like games. And, um, <clears throat> he looks like he's fitting in. And I, th- I think it's been a good signing for them because I think it's, like I said, it's one of those where there's not a hell of a lot of risk involved. And if, if anyone can co- knows what he can get out of Coutinho, it's probably Gerrard, you know, sort of way. Um, Dicko, go on, give us your loser of the week, Dicko. And if it's not Everton, we're in trouble here. <laughs> It's not Everton. I mean, it, I, I didn't even consider that they would. Uh, can I, can they I would just sorry? Can I just read the stat? So out? Can I just read the stat out that that came up earlier? Yeah, I, was, I actually yeah, that, showed it. Yeah. To you. But um, Everton on the seventh of March currently have four more points than Liverpool got in the Champions League group. <laughs> so uh, that's that's where they are at the minute. But sorry, Dicko, you're losing. Yeah, no, like they are like the a last minute shout rate. Um, I mean, it, it could actually happen. Like it's it's starting to look. They're so bad at the back that it's starting to look yeah. a real possibility. Especially if Burnley start win. Dicko's freezing here. Uh, free. Yeah. Dicko's on the door. You got me. Dicko. You got me. Yeah, throw the, throw the power yeah. out of the cabin. <laughs> um, no, still, still freezing. Bro. Yeah, Reese, I'm back now. Yeah, you're back. Here now. we go. Let's have a crack. My, 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 he's on the set. We can lose it in a weekend, will you? Before you go there again. <laughs> Right, my loser for the weekend is Watford. Okay. And the reason for that, really, apart from the fact that they just don't look like they're going to escape relegation, is like, what were they, what what the hell are they doing by appointing Roy Hodgson as manager? I mean, it's just the fellas come out of retirement, um, essentially. I mean, what is he now, 72, 73 years of age or something? I mean, he looks completely and utterly out of his... Like, he just... He, he looks like he's completely lost the plot at this point. I, I don't I don't understand why Wofford would have turned. I mean, there's a lot of why did Everton turn to, to Frank Lampard. You can at least see there's a little bit of ambition in that. What ambition is there in bringing Roy Hodgson to the table? you know, halfway through the season. They've gone through so many managers over the last few years and I think this one is, absolute, is absolutely going to blow up. In the- so I think Watford, uh, unfortunately, I think if they would have gone for a better manager, they would easily have got out of it. They've got, play- you know, they've got, they've certainly got goals in the team. But um, I just think Watford are, are the big losers this weekend, apart from, you know, the way the results have gone and whatnot. I think... I, I think they've just they've consigned themselves to relegation for me. Yeah. Do you know what? Like I think that down. I just don't think they have enough. But the f- the only thing that's interested me in, in uh, Wofford is they start the season with a manager and they replace him with Ranieri. Okay, yeah. and then they replace Ranieri with Hodgson. I'm actually wondering will they end up with four managers in one season, and they get rid of? Uh, like what I mean is, if they're not winning games, right? 
and by some miracle everyone around them isn't winning games and they're like say four points from safety with seven games to go so we're looking in you know four or five games time and they haven't won another fucking game and and they still oh we're only four points off safety because everyone else is shit I wonder, did he ditch Hodgson and bring someone else in and go, listen, we'll go for the last four games. We'll be four managers in one season. Like, Keith, they're just mental, aren't they? Like, they seem, um, they, they seem yeah. to come up, get a load of players, bring them in, give you give the manager about 10 games, 12 games, you're out the fucking door. Next fella in, give him another 10 games, you're out the door, and move on to the third fella. And it, There's just no rhyme or reason to what they're trying to do. They're one of the most bizarrely run clubs in the world uh, for me, Watford. And you wouldn't think it, you know, you don't think of Watford when you're thinking of interesting teams. But the way their owners go through managers, you know, it's it's absolutely madness. And the, the amount of players that they seem to bring through that club in a season. Like, if Geezer's playing centre-back there yesterday, Samir and that, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Who's this? Who's the full-back? I know that the full-back's only a, a new guy that comes in. But the, the churn of players, there's never going to be that consistency. They seem to want to throw shit at the wall and hope that a bit of a sticks. Now, Dicko touched on it there. That strike force, you know, Emmanuel Den- Dennis, he starts off really well this season. They have um, the other fella, what's his name? Star. Have star, but he, he keeps getting injured. I mean, that's a big, yeah. that's a big blow. That, Dennis is the best like, player. Yeah, yeah, but if your man, too cute. Chucho Hernandez as well, getting overhead kicks. You know, they've got players they had in years gone by, they had the likes of Ricardo Pereira, Gerard Delafeo. They've all these players, but they can never get any consistency or stability. Now, I know a yo-yo club, you're not going to get stability. But Norwich, for example, went down, kept their manager, came back up. A lot of the same squad, one or two players, they right, I show you, I'm not using them as sort, some sort of... Uh, barometer for excellence or anything, but they, they kept a sense of stability. Watford is just an absolute mess. I, I don't know how much they're spending on um, compensation packages for managers and coaches because they fucking churn through loads of them. It, I'm wondering if they're all in there. I'm wondering if they're all in there on, you know, like a one-year rolling contract. Yeah. And if they want to get rid of it, they, they'll only pay, like, they're probably only paying you fucking six months' wages or something like that. Feel yeah. they're mental. And the, like you should really like this, to be perfectly honest with you. But well, I was going like, to say, uh, it, me. But the yo-yo clubs feel, and then there's clubs that just do their best to go back down. It's not even like they're trying and they go back down, they come <coughs> back up. These boys come up and just do their best to spend whatever they have, and then go back down. It's mental. Now, I, th- I think, I think again, he's all been racist. Basically, right, the the <laughs> the Pozzos, um have tried to implement the Italian style of club ownership model onto yeah. an English club. And they're following through. And they're sticking through to, the, through to their beliefs. If the manager loses or is crap after five games, he gets sacked. There's a good chance. Who was the fellow who was in charge at the start of the season? Um, Cisco. They're probably right. still paying him and have him on a retainer. It's what they do in Italy. Well, they keep that's what I was going to say, Keith. If, yeah. if, if they get a pain in the hole with Hodgson, there's a good chance that Cisco will be, get back in a job before the end of the season because oh. he's still on the wage bill and paid out yeah. to the end of the season. Because that's what they do. And to be fair, that's what they did with Udinese in, in Italy as well. <laughs> and they're following the exact same model. Your man Gino Pozzo, who's the owner, is the son of Gianpaolo Pozzo, the Udinese um, owner. And he originally, Gino originally set up the cl- the scouting network, etc., for Udinese back in the mid nineties. So, like they, they send the players between Granada, Watford, and yeah. Udinese, um, 
and that's that's how they that's how they generate money. That's how they're generating sales. They use it as as they're using Watford as as a transfer window club, and um, and really this is why I said we should have football in the world back because I could bring all this knowledge to football in the world. And I haven't got much time. better crack. We just don't. Just <laughs> just says uh, Watford should give it to Big Sam until the end of the week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like the the yeah, they're, they're just they're just absolutely mad. Like um, the, someone said they go to two uh, more managers than done stars. Um, <laughs> It's just fucking like I, I wouldn't mind if they come up and spent nothing and said just have a go and you're not good we get ready and we just see if we can manage. But they spend money, you know. Mm. They actually spend money and yep. then they just go down and they go, we're going to get rid of all these now. And then they try to get rid of them all. And then they bring in more, more lads. All they, oh, they get back up after a season or two and they just re- rinse and repeat. You know, well, come here. Is 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 the uh, parachute money being reduced or changed or something? No, it's staying. I think for another two seasons. Because right. we were talking about this the other week, and I think it was Laura Duffy in the chat said that no, it was being kept for I think it's t- this season and next season. Or a half in agree- or I think it was in agreement with the EFL because of the co- it might be because of the COVID situation where they just said right, we have to keep it. Um, but well, for, for, for Hodgson, go back to the raise point for Hodgson. Hodgson normally wins twenty three percent of the games, no matter where he goes, no matter how good the team is, no matter how bad it is. Right? His um his ratio isn't working at Watford this time. If if he was to manage to win twenty three percent of the games that he has left, they'd stay up. That's how bad everyone else is around him. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it so, is, and it's annoying. It's annoying because in a year where. <laughs> Are so vulnerable they could easily go down. They might be saved by the fact that you know it's a season where the likes of Norwich and Watford are kicking about, and, yeah. and they're just so bad. Um, you know, it's interesting to me who's going to be that third team. Is it you know? Is it going to be Burnley? Is it going to be Evan? Is it going to be you know? Are Brentford going to get sucked down there because you know they 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 can't pick up points on a consistent basis although obviously they had the big win this weekend against Norwich but whenever they come up against any half decent side that they, they struggle so uh, yeah it is annoying because this could this does feel like you know Everton could potentially go down but they might just get they might just get out of jail a bit like a la sort of Wimbledon last game of the season type of thing um, all them years back when when they almost went down, Barry Horn, Barry Horn, and the lads, yeah, and the lads, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah big it's win. only four points between and Seggers and, and Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I, not I, much. If I'm Everton, I'm not, I'm not looking at Watford and Norwich. I'm looking at I'm looking at Burnley and Leeds, and trying to come out on top of them. But it's, uh, it's Dave, just, if I'm Everton, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm laid and having a long hard look at what's going wrong. We'll get on to them, I'm sure someone has oh, we to will. have them. We will, yeah, because I've left the spot free in my picks. <laughs> uh, I'm delighted I did. Um, Phil, winner of the week. <coughs> oh, Jesus. What did I say? I can't remember, Gav. It was, it was, it was a long time ago when I sent them to you. <laughs> well, just look up what you sent me. Hang on, I'll go away. Um, this is great. Can I just say one thing but before Phil gets his topic? I'm I'm sort of I'm pleased to hear that the the points dropped um, or or you know the the loss that Everton had against Man City could be the thing that sends them down, but at the same time the, the thing that costs us the league. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's a sufficient consolation prize for not winning the league this season. Do you, know, do you know what for them? If if we didn't win the league, even if they got relegated, for them. They'll- 
they'll take they will it. Celebrate, they'll celebrate that as winning the league. They don't want money getting relegated because they'll see that as the as the points that, that help City win the league and they can go and celebrate and have a big big piss up in the pub like they did when we played Real Madrid or... Yeah. Um, Wouldn't put a past them. Wouldn't put a past in those videos. Yeah. Um, Anyway, sorry, Gav. Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal for me. Right. Um, And, you know, I've I've given Arsenal a hard time. And to be honest with you, they're shite. But, like, they're the best of the shite bunch at this moment of time. You look, I I didn't realise how many games in hand they have. Um, And, like, to be fair, United are fucking cat melogen, right? Mm. And it's just, they, they are poison. They're poison. But Arsenal, are now starting to win against the shy teams that they should win against and not worry about the games against the better teams that they never win. So they're starting to work out what they need to do. Uh, and when we're at this point of the season and you're on 40, is it 45 points they're on at the moment or 46 points or whatever? Arsenal, 48 points. 48. Yeah, 48. 48 points. And you're fourth and you probably have about three points of a, of a comfort blanket against you and Spores, I think, who are probably the, logically the, 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 their, their challenger for that fourth spot because United aren't anywhere aren't going to be anywhere near them come the end of the season. Um, United then, and West Ham have played 28 games where Arsenal have only played 25 and Spores 26. And there's yeah. only three but points, Arsenal, I think, Ar- between... Arsenal's three, three games, Arsenal's three games <laughs> in hand are Liverpool at home, yeah. Chelsea away, Spores away. Wow. Yeah, we seen that last night, yeah. Yeah, but like to be fair, now Gav, the problem I have with picking Arsenal's winners, their their fan base are a bunch of spas, so I can't I can't be dealing with them, right? Like seriously, yeah. the, the the chat that you that you posted something earlier on, and they're saying that Liverpool don't have the facility, like the facilities, like what they they don't have training facilities, they don't have showers to, to sign Arsenal players, they have money to sign the Arsenal players, and um, madness, madness, like they they're living in in a land of. Uh, confusion with the with the yeah. stuff that they're going on with, but at the same right. time, having a look at it, I think that what what Arteta is managing to do is slowly build something. Like he's 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 the Spanish Brendan Rodgers. Do you know what I mean? Like he's managing to get the points out of the squad that you that that's there, um, and he's got a good core, a good of of good young players that are going to be basically turning into really good players at other clubs when when they get sold to them. Um, and but yeah, they're winning. If they, if they get into fourth, then who knows? They might be able to go out and sign a load more young players and, and be able to keep them there um, the following year. Um, so yeah, I'm delighted from 48 points at this point of the season after 25 games. It's uh, they, they put themselves in a chance for fourth, and it's it's it'd be a big, big, big win for them if they manage to get into the Champions League. Um, it says as much like looking at Spurs tonight. Obviously, I couldn't put Spurs in because they're one of like they have a good chance of getting uh, to me. I think Spurs. If they can hit a run of form between now and the end of the season, probably pip Arsenal to that fourth spot, right? They have a better manager, um, and they probably have a, have a better goal threat in in, in Harry Kane uh, up mm. front and Son as well, and that's probably the big difference. I'd still like at the back, they're equally as dodgy. Um, like the 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 two goalkeepers are both really dodgy. Their defenses are both really dodgy. They're, they concede goals, so uh, ultimately, I just think they're probably. Conte is going to have sports better coach than Arsenal, but fair play to Arteta for giving them a chance at getting this fourth place spot. Usually, when it's fourth place, you're averaging two points a game. That's what you mm. need. They're just currently under that. Um, I'm not a fan of Arteta. Um, I'm quite open about that. Um, I think I just think he's a bit of a spacer. Like, just especially when the grounds were empty, the game was going on, and he was standing looking up into stands and all. It was a bit mad. Um, I, but I, what I will say from is, 
my biggest problem with Arteta was is that he I don't think he was brave enough at the start of his Arsenal career. You know, he was he was creating these kind of formations and things where people go, oh, look at him, isn't he different thinking? And we're like, no, he doesn't trust the players that are there. So he's playing his left back at centre back and he's doing stuff like that. And some people can say, you know what, credit to him for doing it. That That's fair. But what I, what I found from him was um, he started getting a little bit tetchy then. He started moaning mm-hmm. about stuff and, and he seemed a bit weak to me. Seemed, but what I will give him is what he's done with Aubameyang is absolutely bang on. Because Aubameyang signs a contract and forget forget if he's is, he's out of form or he's, he's not bothering his arse. But Aubameyang was actively going out and pissing off to Barcelona for the weekend and heading here for the weekend and saying he was going to collect his ma and all this, right? And he just had enough and went, no, he's not playing. End of story. And left him there. And that was a huge call from him because Aubameyang was club captain. He was the top scorer. You know, he's, he's, he's that main man. And he absolutely done that. What's your final Left on that? a free as well. He left Didn't on a free because of the massive, the, massive, the massive money that he's on. And the Barcelona wouldn't pay a fee and the wages, I suppose. But, but, but like you have to give Arteta some credit. But when I look around him, I'm thinking to myself, like United are a mess, right? Yeah. West Ham shouldn't really be up there, but they've had a good season. Spurs, like we spent an awful lot of this season kind of going, what the fuck are they at? Do you know the sort mm. of way? Um, and Chelsea yourselves and City are just way ahead. He has to get fourth. He has to get fourth. And I was only saying this a couple of weeks ago to an Arsenal. I was on a on a show with an Arsenal fan. Um, and he was saying, what do you think we should get? And I said, they have to get fourth place. Because if they don't, with the state that United are in, sports to an extent, West Ham being your main, main threat, if they don't get it, it's a failure. And on top of that, this thing you were talking about with the, the, the tweet earlier with the video about um, Saka and Liverpool and stuff like that. My whole thing on it is if Arsenal don't make top four, hmm. I think he's in trouble for a start. But I, I, I promise you, if they don't make top four, somebody's going to come in there and go, right, Martinelli, Saka, and maybe one or two others. And they just take them away because I don't care how much Bakari Saka is quoted as saying, oh, I, I've only dreamed of playing for Arsenal. Listen, when they're coming around and there's a World Cup coming and you're not in the Champions League, forget mm-hmm. it. You'll be just out the door. So I have Big to give some, to give some credit for Arteta. But again, I think you're right, Phil. He's not winning big games, but he's starting to find that Arsenal trend over the last 10, 10 years anyway, where they'd literally, the 26 games against those bottom 13, they'd win a vast majority of them and get into a top four. They're starting to get back to that. But looking beyond that for them, I think is a little bit premature. Um but just to echo your point about the the um the, the younger players and and you know they, they won't go even if they get top four. Arsenal's history is, the, is selling their best players all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what they do. They're, yeah. they're they're a club that's designed to develop players and then sell them for as much money as possible. You look at the, you look at all the players that left. Henri, you look at um Ogerman Van Persie when he went to United. At the, Van Persie goes at the peak of his thing, and that's when Arsenal were competitive. This isn't we aren't talking about an Arsenal team that had fallen away. They were still Champions League. So they still had hopes of winning the league. Like the year Leicester win the league, Arsenal should win that league. That was Arsenal's league that, that they threw away. They were by yeah. far the best team in the league and had this run in February and March, which just absolutely destroyed any chance they had to win the league that year. But they were by far the best t- best team. I'm not saying they weren't the best um, team over the course of the season, but but in terms of performances and what they could do, they were the best side in the league that year. And you know they they just threw it away. And this is sadly this is. 
Arsenal now, their fan base reminds me of our fan base when we started this podcast in 2013. Because the heads are... It's all over the shop. Arsenal's big test now will come against us on the 16th of March. If Arsenal show up there and beat Liverpool, you go, do you know what? That's probably a, a bit of a corner they've torn because you don't usually win these games. Liverpool mm. are going for a title. So, you know, IP Vanish is a VPN service that um, have very kindly given an offer to us for our listeners and viewers. Um, they have a big uh, sale on at the moment, 70% off. Um, but if you go to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers, you will get um, another little bonus on top of that. So basically with IP Vanish, um, they just want to let you know that going incognito um, when you're browsing doesn't actually protect your privacy. Without added security, you may as well have your private data be handing it up to hackers advertisers your ISP and other prying OS. Uh, IP Vanish um, make it easy to stay private and secure on the internet. Okay, they 100% encrypt your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes it uh, virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Um, you can use it on unlimited devices, tablets, computers, phones, even on your fire stick if you're streaming some media. So don't forget that as well. Um, at home, in public, um, you can go online and use IP Vanish and you can be absolutely protected. Um, offering a, they're offering a 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. It's basically nine months free. Um, if you work it out, um, if you go on to the IP Vanish site at ipvanish.com, you will see a rate for the year with a discount. If you do ipvanish.com forward slash day trippers, you will see an, another, um, little bonus on top of that. Very easy to use. It's one button and you're protected. So make sure you check it out. Um, um, you won't even know it's there. Just once you hit the button, you walk away as normal. And they are ranked uh, 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. IPVanish.com forward slash uh, forward slash daytrippers. Check it out if you're looking for a VPN now or in the future. And as I said, 70% off. So go and check them out. Liverpool will want to win it, but we'll have to wait and see. But he does deserve some credit. But I think they're over-egging themselves a little bit. And... Listen, it's not the first time it's happened. We've seen Liverpool overreg themselves. You know you do it every time they get a fucking win at this stage. You know, yeah. so it, it's not like it's just an Arsenal illness they have. <laughs> Everyone overeggs themselves at the small, in the hope that they're right, that look, is this a corner we've torn? But we'll have to wait and see with them. Uh, Dicko, Arsenal, um, what do you make of them? Yeah, they have to, as, as, as being said, they have to finish fourth. Massive chance for them. Um, Spurs... Okay, they've had they've had a couple of good wins, but they they'll always throw in the unexpected, you know, mad results. You know, get beat when you expect them to win. Um, United are a shambles. You know, you can't see them realistically coming forth. Um, you know, it's it's theirs for the taking. They, they they've got fourth. If they really got something about them, they won't relinquish fourth now. Um, despite the fact that they've got a tricky running. They've got to they've got to win that game against Spurs. Um, anything they get against Liverpool, I suppose, would be a bonus for them. But um, they, no, I, I mean they, they've been quietly kind of chipping away, haven't they? They've kind of they flew a little bit under the radar. Obviously, they had the really slow start to the season. I mean, what they were bottom, weren't they? Um, they lost the fourth yeah. trade. Yeah, they were bottom. Everyone, they were a bit of a laughing stock, really, um, and. You know they've they've sort of picked themselves up off the floor and they've 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 really 
they've they've quietly sort of gone about the business. I know the fans, you know, would be one of the most vocal out there, you know, on sort of social media and whatnot. But no, they've they've been decent. And the Aubameyang thing, um, like that could just pay back in spades, you know, like, you know, for them to get into the Champions League off the back of, you know, quite a, you know, it's the type of thing that you have to do in, in, in business as well. You know, you, you, sometimes you have to cut out that, that bad egg, um, for the betterment of, of, of a business or the team or whatever it is, you know, it, it was absolutely the right thing to do. And, you know, if they get in the Champions League, who knows? You know, we've seen this before with um, with teams, you know, sort of dark horses, um, teams that kind of catch others unaware, um, you know, your, your Ajax, your Atalantas, you know, you, teams can do something. They could go on a, a little run, not saying they could win the Champions League, but they could they could certainly do some damage in Europe. So, um, and, and obviously they've not got, they've not got any, distractions as well that's the other thing you know it's it's champions league or bust for them isn't it yeah they've again um, they've literally they've literally like one game a week really you know because yeah. once, once the once the games in hand clear up which they will do fairly soon i think for them they literally just have a game every weekend you know I don't so it's a lighter anymore. workload it's much yeah. easier to plan around yeah. you should have less injuries in theory you know you've got one one focus one sole focus and if they don't, you know, if they don't get fourth, they've only got themselves to blame, really. It'll be a proper ball job, I think. Keith, I think we're all in agreement here. Like, if the, you know, they have to get top four. They just have to. The position they're in, they're sitting there. Forget, okay, Spurs have a great, good win tonight. But when all's said and done, the closest team to, I think Spurs can go to 48 points as well, can they? Or 51 maybe with their games in hand. You got it in front of you there. Spores can go to fifty-one if they win their two games on the teams that have played twenty-eight. Yeah, Arsenal can currently sit on forty-eight. They're on forty-eight. So So really, when you think about it, you don't even know if Spores are 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 a a threat here because one of those games is against Spores. One of those um, games in hand. So realistically. They're getting a three-game head start here, starting off level with United with 11 to go or 10 to go. That's basically what they're getting. It has to be fourth, Keith. There's no doubt about it. The thing with Arsenal, uh, Phil touched on it, was they'll beat the shite they're expected to beat, and that's what they're beating at the moment. Do you know what I mean? They're getting wins, and everyone's losing their shit about them and talking them up. Yeah, you can only beat what's in front of you. You know, for years, Arsenal to get found out by Big Sam and any team he'd manage or Burnley or any of these teams that had put up to them, they'd lose their bollocks and they'd, they'd be gone. This Arsenal team looks good. Now, it's a flawed squad. It's it, There's holes in that team still for me. And I think the, the whole fourth spot this season, it, it was like when Spurs got beaten in the Champions League final by us and fell off a cliff. Does it worry that Arsenal could if they miss out on it again? I'm not going to say fall on a cliff, but fall off a cliff. But they could they could lose one of them young players. I mean, Emil Smith Rowe, there was talk of him going to Villa in the summer. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Villa were, were sniffing around them and were trying to buy him. Now, there shouldn't be an instance where Villa can go in and, and even get it in the bleeding media that they're trying to sign Arsenal's best young prospect. Do you know what I mean? Like that shouldn't happen. But they are always susceptible to getting um 
getting picked off. Now, I think Spurs will will nick the the fourth place because of the point field said they've a better manager and they do have the goal threat. Arsenal, it's all around these young players. You know, you've got Emil Smith Rowe, you've got Martin Odegaard, you've got Bakoya Saka, you've got um, Gabriel Martinelli, you've got then the likes of Kieran Tierney's a good player, but they've got a lot of flaws in their squad and I think that'll catch up with them in these games in hand. They're all big games and it's what they can do. I could realistically see them getting zero out of them. Do you know what I mean? And then the the landscape might change for Arsenal. The thing about um, fucking Arteta, I think he'd be a great director of football because he's going in there and he's making all the hard decisions. Gwendausi, gone, bad egg. Aubameyang, gone, bad egg. Anyone that speaks out, they're gone, they're fucked out. He's not afraid to make them decisions. But he's too emotional in the in-game. He's very like Pep. He overthinks things to the detriment of himself and his team. Remember, we played him at Anfield and there was an innocuous challenge on the side. Um, what was it? Sadio. Someone went to hit Sadio or something and Klopp let a roar at him and he started playing, running amok and the whole crowd picked her up and Liverpool went up several gears and it was like he poked poked the bear and, and it came back to bite him. I think he's still like pepping that. I don't think he's good at um, maybe the, the mental side of it at the moment, but I think he'd be an excellent um, director of football. But I just think it'll come down to Conte will have Spurs better drilled and they'll get more points. And the likes of the head-to-head with Arsenal could be key. But it'd be interesting to see what way it goes. Arsenal, fair play. They're doing well, but they're winning games. They really should be winning. Yeah, and making hard work with you are three one up against Watford and goes to three two and it's like, how many times do you reckon you could poke a bear before he'd rip you apart? Where are you? Like, are you behind the bear? You're going up a hill because I'd say it'll take him a while to turn. <laughs> but when he gets that speed, he could catch you. You'd have to. Bears a stick. Bears are immensely fast creatures and they, climb, they can climb trees. Yeah, but listen, yeah. let's be. Can let's they be run pills? You'd want to be some fucking agent start poking a bear, wouldn't you? Absolutely. But where does the, where does the saying come from? Like, think know, about yeah. everyone says it. Well, I, I, I think it's a case of like... Go ahead. Poking the bear, I think it's a kind of like, you're just being a sap. You know what I mean? I think that's what it means. It's like, <laughs> I'd like to be seeing the, the lads who are there What saying, are you doing hanging around the bear anyway? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, why are you going there. out looking for bears? Poke. And then if you see one, just by chance, what the fuck would you be doing poking <laughs> I'm going to go over and poke him to see if he gets angry. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, do you know yeah. what? How many times could I poke this fella before he just loses the plot? Leave the alone. You're, you're when giving me opinion on how to outrun a bear, there is not a chance I can outrun a bear. I couldn't outrun a slot, <laughs> never mind the bear. So if I'm poking a bear, yeah. I'm fucked. The I'm only gone. thing is, if, if could you, do you reckon you could run outrun a bear in a like in? A kind of alleyway setting, you know, where there's quick turns left and right all the time. Do you reckon you could outrun them that way? I don't yes. think I don't think you can because th- those bears are like they can move. Th- th- they're viciously uh, aggressive and they're also very <laughs> agile. <laughs> 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 Carl Donovan <laughs> says poking the bear is just being a sap. James Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, what I'm saying is like, don't get me wrong, up a hill. Fucking in their natural habitat, they're gonna they're gonna get you. What I'm saying yeah. is, if you were in like it's right, imagine you're on the set of Coronation Street, and there's an alley, there's a couple of alleyways in there, right? And yeah. you have to run from the Rovers' return 
down to Roy's roads through oh, the city. That's like a fucking... full street of an alley. Yeah, that, but, the, yeah, but what I'm alley. saying is, just imagine there's left and right in there. Right? Yeah. Do you reckon, uh, all right, listen, he only has a certain amount of time to get you from the start to the finish line. After that, you have to say to the bear, listen, bear, he fucking made it, leave him alone, right? Do you reckon if there was a series of left and right turns through that, that you could outrun the bear? No. I reckon you lose your, you lose your nerve and you start panicking because the bear is literally running at you and he's running moving bins and wheelie bins and all, not a bother, and you're shitting yourself. You make the wrong choice. You decide to hide behind one of the wheelie bins. You're gone. You're Red, Steve, Red Steve says you don't have to run out the, outrun the bear. Just outrun you and me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, anyway, I don't know where the, the bear stuff. But anyway, uh, I don't know. Through a series of alleyways, I think you might have a chance against a bear. Um I don't think, I, like, think about the forest. The forest is like a, a, a nature's alleyways. It's like it's full of trees and branches. Yeah, they're and just everything. running over trees. Yeah. They're just fucking running they straight know. through them. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, if yeah, you're running and them. you see a thorn bush, you're like, oh, I'm not going through them thorns. The bear's going through the thorns, not a bother. Yeah. You, you're you going to hesitate I mean? at the look of a thorn bush and then he's just going yeah. to fucking Stingers. There's a lot Kiro of stingers B, there. Is right. If a bear runs at you or starts, stands up on you, you're, you're meant to stand back at it and stare it down. Now, I don't. I reckon there's not many um, humans still alive that have tried that method of, of escape. <laughs> rawr, rawr. Yeah. So either, uh, two things will happen: either walk because the bears look gone. A bear can run thirty-five miles an hour. <laughs> okay, so you're not you're not even running, out running it in a fucking small car. You're not getting to the you're not getting to the alleyway, Gav. You're just not getting to the alleyway. You're gone. Mm, you can't okay. afford a straight run, I think. You have no. to do everything to avoid that straight run. Like with crocodiles, crocodiles are very fast in a straight line, right? So yeah. the, the, like the method of getting away from a crocodile is to run in a sort of exaggerated zigzag motion. Yeah, but where the fuck... Like, a crocodile isn't chasing you on land, is he? He is, yeah. Ah, they don't really give up bollocks. When they come out of the water, they're not arsed, really. I'd say they, if they think you they can get you... Throw a few shapes and then you head yeah. back. Imagine you're being chased <laughs> by a bear on the set... Imagine the view being chased by a bear on the set of El Dorado in 1993. What do you reckon will happen? <laughs> says Gav. Um, anyway, what, what am I on to? Oh, it's on to me. Uh, what it's am I doing? I'm doing loser of the week. Um, I'm not doing everything. I'm doing Roy Keane as my loser of the week because I'm actually watching this guy morph into what Sky wants him to be. <laughs> so, uh, um, what what... What are you laughing at? Red Steve. Oh, he says, wave your cock at it to assert dominance. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could do that. You could do that. Yeah, um, he does a laughing. But anyway, uh, loser of the week, Roy Keane. Um, when Roy Keane started out at Sky, I, I liked him. I thought he was real honest. Um, he was straight down the line. He didn't get, you know, he just told her as it was. Now, I think he kind of does still do that. But I've watched over the last couple of weeks, and I'm not a big watcher. People know I'm not a big watcher of, um, you know, pre-game stuff, post-game stuff, half-time stuff. I literally watch the game. Half-time, I'll go away, and I'll come back for the second half. I don't watch a lot of them. But I've happened to catch Roy Keane, I think it was after the Leeds, you know, the Leeds versus United game, where you <coughs> win 4-2, and he's going on about the quality of United and, you know, the fight in them and, you know... um they should get top four if they keep up this and they do this and I think they can and blah, 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 whatever he was thinking, saying. And I kind of went, yeah, fair enough. If they do do that, they'd be grand, Roy. 
And then when you watch them yesterday getting absolutely handballed around by Man City, let's be perfectly honest. And Roy Keane is sitting there and he's shouting out about all oh, they, they, they're looking at their hair and they're looking to see if they look good and uh, their social media and they're this and I'm kind of going, well, hold on, Roy. What has changed in the last three weeks that you think United have gone from this really good, you know, um, in tune team that they haven't been in how many how many years yeah. to what you're seeing yesterday? And I enjoyed Roy Keane because he just called it as he seen it, right? And I'm starting to look and I'm starting to, the best thing or the worst thing for me now where I'm is, it's, he's starting to be reactive of each situation and he's starting to, he's starting to actually um, contradict himself when he's talking and it shouldn't annoy me but when I looked at the weekend I went, this is why I don't watch it because he's probably one of the last ones where you went, he'll just tell you as it is. He will tell you how it is, as it is, and he's not now. I think he's actually, I think he's actually saying stuff for the sake of saying stuff. So I have to make him a loser the week this week. Um, Roy Keane, Keith, Roy Keane. Yeah, um, I sort of know where you're getting at with this one, Gav, because Roy Keane, when he goes on a mad one, it is great to watch and it's great to listen to. But Dave, does this double act now with Michael Richards? That's after happening, and. You know, nothing against Michael Richards. He's a he's a happy fella, but he's laughing in Roy Keane's face when Roy Keane is saying things, and Roy Keane isn't reacting. So to me, it looks very forced. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're seeing Keane and Carragher having the 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 Barnier after was it the Liverpool game when we bet them five nil? We were talking about Ronaldo and. You know, why did you bring him back? Blah blah, and it was pretty fiery. You know what I mean? Whereas you now have like. Michael Richards laughing, outrageous laugh uh, at every little thing, and Keane's not real. I, I, I think it is more for show now. I think it's it's very much playing to the audience, um, and it loses a lot of its luster. I mean, they all do it. Gary Neville uh, was an excellent pundit when he started. He's fallen off a cliff. Jamie Carragher fallen off a cliff because they fall into the trap before them. Um, I was looking back at. Andy Gray and Richard Keyes on something was on on the telly on something. Them two are on Sky, and you think, but I always fucking hated them. Now I have to be honest, but you think back to how powerful they were before they got fucked out with Dodge as well. There's an air of you know celebrity, or I don't know what way to describe. Yeah, celebrity that these pundits get. You know what I mean? It's all known, and I think they lose sight of given insight and look I know Dicko and Phil are huge um, American football fans and and you can see that with some of the American football commentators as well um, like Tony Romo from the Dallas Cowboys went in and was an excellent commentator Troy Aikman sort of jobbed along for a few years but this year Troy Aikman starts talking shit about other quarterbacks that he wouldn't have done and he reckon it's to get a payday because he saw how much Romo was earning and Romo was the big the big dog so it I think the the football pundits are sort of you know they're playing a character now and it loses a bit of its its appeal and a bit of its luster for me and I think Keane has fallen down that trap. G Ten says as soon as the score's best pundit and I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, well, I don't watch a lot of a lot of them, but I just find Keane is he, even even his comments about um, oh well you know when Carragher said what well, have you bought Ronaldo to win the cup. And he was like, well, that's where they are, that's where they're at. But he wasn't saying that yeah. at the start of the season. And no. someone says Neville rubbed off him. I think that's actually a really good point. Um, Dicko, um, Roy Keane, what do you reckon? 
ah, look, I, I don't, I don't watch an awful lot of these post-match um, rants and, and you know, at, at this stage because you kind of know what's coming. I think basically they've all become part of the entertainment package, shall we say. They've all become sort of, they, they, they're all sort of carving out a little role for themselves. Uh, you know, they're a set, you know, they'll take a certain viewpoint and it will be, very much reactionary, kind of almost clickbaitish. I mean, how how many how many clicks will Roy Keane's you know sort of two minutes or three minutes have had around Twitter? And it's all it's all you know grabbing attention um, on the likes of Twitter, and 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 it's it's putting I guess it's putting Sky in in a position of prominence, um, and I, and I think that's probably almost Sky's agenda at this point, you know, um, that's the direction that they've gone in. Um, I, I don't get, I, I know a lot of people get wound up about Carragher now. Like I just let it go over my head because, you know, I kind of get the fact that he's, he's, he's trying to, you know, these, these, these lads must be briefed about, you know, if X, if X happens, if Y happens, you know, what, you know, what angle are we going to come from and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't give an awful lot to it anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, like it, it, it's, as I say, I've started switching off almost immediately when games finish now at this point, because, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't buy this whole, you know hot, the hot takes and and, and the, it doesn't come across the, as informative anymore, does it? That Dico? No, 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 not like it used to. It's like not insightful, you, like it's just. I, I used to, I used to, I used to, you know, hang on for a good half an hour and listen to what some of these pundits would say. You know, I did find it. It would, it would, it would help you understand some of the things that had happened in the game. But they've definitely moved away from it, and it's all about sensationalism now. It's not about you know, the, the nuts and bolts or in American football, as they call it, the X's and O's. I mean, it's it's literally just about sensationalism now. So, and it does nothing for me. Phil, mm. as a man famed for not watching a hell of a lot of football and definitely stuff before and after games, like, is it, is it a case of them just being, it's, it's an entertainment <coughs> thing now rather than an insight? Gav, it's why I don't watch any of it. It's, it's all bollocks. Like, you, you see stuff going, oh, look at the insight that Neville and Carragher have. They haven't talked shit. One's a failed manager, right? If he was any good, he'd be in a coaching staff somewhere. The other fellas never hasn't got the bollocks to try it, um, and he's not bringing any insight to the games. Like, like the one thing that's missing from English football nowadays, like the guys, even the co-commentators used to be there to give the viewer the insight as to what tactically teams are doing or how the things are set up or what way the play the play is going to develop or what they're trying to do and 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 this type of stuff. None of that exists anymore. There's no insight being given. There's no breakdown of what's going on in the game. There's there's nothing being provided to viewers outside of, ooh, ah, ooh, oh, that's controversial. Ooh, ah, offside, onside. Isn't this great? And then look at this stuff here. That used to be what Man United is about. Well, look, nobody has. None of, none of that matters. None of, none of it matters. Tell me what's going on. Tell me why stuff is breaking down. And not with this euphemistic bollocks that's going, why didn't you chase him? Why didn't you chase him? If you can't say, if you can't put across a reason as to why potentially a player isn't factor isn't chasing somebody because tactically they might have a different type of setup or they might have some type of zonal pattern defense or a different way of way things are closing down and it's breaking down structurally and this is why it's breaking down and that, that's what people want to see, not this crash 
nursery version of this is insight into football. Sorry, like I, I, I saw the clips that were being shared, and like to see somebody like a man Gary Neville t- then having the cheek to refrain to Mika Richards that he was getting emotionally over the top yeah. in terms of his stuff. Fuck me, this fella is an absolute clown. Right? He's, he's, he's a beyond the clown. One minute he's 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 emotional. One minute he's telling the owners to go out, telling the fans to invade the pitch and take out the owners <laughs> and everything like this. Next minute, then he's celebrating because they went out and signed billion pounds and they are back. Now it's like it's not good enough. The manager has to go. The manager has to stay. This fella is being all while being, all while joining Labour and deciding he wants to go to. Yeah, he's yeah. been he's been he's been held up as a bastion of intelligence in England. If that's the bastion of intelligence in England, no wonder they're in the shit heap that they're in. Seriously, like this is this is this is symbolic. Of I where... like I like McCoist. I have to say I like McCoist. I've seen McCoist do stuff on ITV and most recently Sky. He was he actually done the um the All Firm Derby a couple of weeks ago and he was excellent. And then I actually watched. I think he might have done uh, Rangers Dortmund from Ibrox last week, and he does do that feel. Like he was saying, like um uh. There was one incident where the ball comes out of the box, Rangers get it, and they go to play a diagonal in behind, and they're flagged for offside. Morellas is off, Rangers is called, and straight away, McCoy's goes, You see, that's what he shouldn't be doing. He needs to get out quicker. He needs to get out quicker. His players are working for him, and he, and he does give that insight into what a player's doing, if he's lazy, if he's this, and why he's doing it, and what you need to do to get out of it. I like McCoy's, but for, for me, it's just, it's just gone to, um, it's gone to the stage where it's, it's just entertainment. It's not insight anymore. And insight show business. Listen, it's not even show business. It's not even show business. It's clickbait. It's 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 set up. To, they're basically the ta- it's 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 tabloid um, coverage, right? It's it's headline. It's 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 the old fashioned tabloid red headline red tops that used to exist before papers died, right? That that's essentially what it is, and it's just now in media form because this is what then gets the clicks. This is what gets people to look at the videos on social media so that they can sell their advertising, which comes on before and after the, after the, the, the things. That's all it is. There's no insight. Mm-hmm. Why anybody would watch a pre-match or a post-match thing anymore outside of wanting to hear the interviews with the managers, and half of them give you nothing. Right in terms of what's there, I, I like if 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 you wanted to see a step change in how football is presented or how football, it needs one station to actually go and you know take the take the up and coming young managers that may have missed out on a job or something like that where they've been sacked and they come in for three to five months and they're able to bring that level of intelligence and analysis that isn't there because these lads have never been around that type of stuff. They don't know how the game is being coached. They don't know the way anything is being set up anymore and they're still talking about four four twos and four two threes and all this type of stuff when in reality they're only base formations. Like I think one of the, the, the most insightful pieces of scene was actually somebody's mentioned the, the Slavin Bilic where he's talking about the way our fullbacks play and his head is blown at the way at the at their ability not so much to what they do in, in the attacking phase of the game, which is amazing, but their ability to also play in the defensive phase of the game. And it is a weakness. And he's saying the difference is when you look at Chelsea or you look at um and this was before the Chelsea Cup final says Chelsea play the same way using wing backs, but they're playing with three centre backs to give them the coverage. And he says they've got Kante and they've got Kovacevic. And he's breaking it down for you to say this is why this Liverpool team is not just good for now. It's one of the one of the ages great teams in terms of the style of play and the way they want to play and in the way they're allowing it to do because all the teams are conceding the width of the fullbacks all the time in the pitches. That's analysis. That's intelligence and that brings something new 
to it. It makes you want to but chew that's it. in. To they're they're not there to think. analyze anymore. They're not there to give an insight. What they're there to do is they're, they're, they're basically teaming them up now. Like you say, you see this Roy Keane, Michael Richards thing. You see Neville Carragher. Um, and then you'll see they'll drop Sunez in because he'll drop a bomb on any of them. He doesn't give a fuck who they are. Like he'll, he'll literally pick Carragher up by the throat if he has to. You know, the sort of way. But what, what they're doing is they're teaming them off with each other and then letting the ball roll. You know, the sort of way. And, and listen, BT are no better, but I, I just, Roy Keane is my loser because I think he's, he's actually falling into, um, the trap of what Sky has become. That's just what it is. Yeah. Um, we have to fly through the last four because we've taken an hour to do them. Fucking four. My God. Uh, Keith, we're back to you. We have to look the at week. the format of this going forward. Loser Gav. of the week. Bruno Lage and Wolves. Uh, I think the first week we've done this, I picked Wolves as my winner um, because they were on a nice run and they were positioning themselves. Phil is smiling because Phil said they were going to fall to shy. Um, they were positioning <laughs> themselves nicely and they haven't won a game since then. Guess it did. Bruno Lage came out at the weekend and absolutely Paolo the canny old fucking Kiana Hilver under the bus. Mm. He <laughs> tore him and knew him um, about how, you know, he does it. If you're not going to prepare, you're going to pick up injuries, the attitude is he absolute lambasted. I mean, look, you can look at that two ways. You can say, like, he's, he's fucking a young player under the bus. What's he playing at? Or, you know, if the young player is not really putting in the effort, you know, you have to pull them pull them up on it. Wolves fans have split on it. I was looking at it. Some of them are saying there's a lot more than Kiana Hilver that's that's doing it, but he's absolutely fucked them under the bus and he's gone from hero to villain in no time for me. So yeah, that's more just a put put my hand up on that. Got that one wrong, so don't ever listen to my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> well you predict Liverpool's got five or six every week anyway. Oh, so um, you? you know what I mean? Um Dicko, who would you go? Had you got you done did you you done a loser the last time, did you? Yeah, you yeah, winner. Wofford. Who's your winner? Um it's not my internet provider anyway. No. Um <laughs> you can get this you can get this lead, Dicko, that runs from the router into your laptop and it just it's I might like, go yeah. in the house next I might go in the house next week. Well, um, come over, come, my... come around the corner, Dicko. Yeah. <laughs> just appear in a minute. Um my winner is um Eddie Howe. I hope I don't you know, this isn't a similar kiss of death, but um, I mean, when he came to Newcastle, obviously they were in dire straits. Um, I think I've seen uh, they had five points, I think they had, 11 games gone, and um, and he's now steered them to the the heady heights of 14th place. I mean, they, they look like they've, you know, kind of got themselves out of the mire, obviously still you know, what, 12 games to go or something along those lines, 10, 12 games to go. But um, no, he, he a fair play. I mean, you know, he, he obviously took that time out um, of football after Bournemouth kind of bided his time, had his rest. Um was quite, quite surprised he didn't get a gig, you know, very quickly, to be honest with you, because I thought the job that he did over the years with Bournemouth was, was a great one. But um, he's managed to, you know, he's managed to, Go to Newcastle. Can't, uh, what's the name of the, the, the his, his right hand man who obviously took over from him at Bournemouth for a while? But um, he's brought him with him. He's obviously his um, his trusted right hand man. And between them, they've they've done uh, they've done a good job. And and you know, it, at a time when we all wonder about you know the power shift 
um, between Liverpool and Everton. There could be, you know, in terms of a shift in the millions, um, it could be, um, it could be that you know Newcastle are the team that are on the up, and um, who knows what where Chelsea's millions will disappear. So, who knows what what things will look like in five years' time? But you know, he, he's gonna he's gonna potentially go down in, in history as someone who's um, who's who's managed to save them and 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 as they'll may look back on it in five years time they'll say you know that that was that was a massive a massive turning point for us as well as the fact that they're, they're going to have all of these gazillions to spend in the future i think um, my 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 issue with with, with the eddie Howe show is what happens during the week before the game um and his his inability to have any type of backbone when it came to the, the Saudi Arabian situation in terms of invading their, their neighbours when the question that was posed to him um, in the, in, but in the press conference. He's never going to say anything. No, and Eddie Howe isn't Of course there. he's not. Of course not, because, because there's a good chance he'll get butchered by the owners. Like yeah, that, but hold that's on what Eddie, Eddie Howe's so a football <laughs> manager. He's not there to fucking answer about Saudi Arabia invading. Countries. He's a football man. Well, Gav, this is the problem now. You can't separate when 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 you have UEFA and FIFA banning all the Russian clubs and the Russian international team. You can't just go, well, we can't. We have to park it now because we're going to talk about the Premiership. The Premiership is better. We can't because it's the same with the, with the Manchester City thing, right? They, like again, there's a whole range of mad human rights issues that exist in the Premier League that people just yeah, park. But, but, Think about feel, the Chelsea fans chanting for Roman Abramovich during the, the when when they're trying to show show yeah, a strength. I, for yeah, I get it's that. Disgusting. I get that. But hold on a minute. There's only one place to find the most recognized brand in carpet, Stainmaster, and that's at Lowe's. Right now, get free basic installation with the purchase of Stainmaster carpet and pad, $4.99 or more. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Install available in-store only. Requires non-refundable site assessment fee. Fee is credited to final project price if bought through Lowe's. More charges may apply. Not available in all areas. See Lowe's.com for details, exclusions, and licensure. Ballot 219-413, U.S. only. Eddie Howe is employed by these people, right? Okay. And Eddie Howe is a manager in Newcastle United. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I understand there is limitations on what he can say because they are the owners. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but if I'm a journalist, and this is where it's all, this 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 goes back to the fact, um, you know, the the hyper, hyping everything up and getting away from football. Right, it's the same as two fellas sitting in a studio and going on fucking stupid, right? As a fella that's meant to be a journalist walking into St James's Park or their training ground, and instead of asking how are you building up for the game this weekend or what do you think it is, what do you what do you make of fucking Saudi Arabia? It's like if I'm listening to an interview with Jurgen Klopp, I don't want listen, I don't want to know what he thinks of this this country or that country or anything else. Right? I'm not saying they're not important, but what I want to hear about from Jurgen Klopp as football, Liverpool's football manager is that he's answering questions on football. Right? If they don't want to do that, send Kay Borley from Sky down into fucking into the access centre or into Newcastle training ground and ask them all the questions they want. But this is what I don't get. People go, oh, well, he didn't say this and he didn't say But hold on a minute, he's a fucking football manager. And, and it's all it's all just to oh, come out. And the, the big thing to come out with is, oh, we didn't answer about this and he didn't answer about that. He doesn't have to. I thought I, Amanda Stavely, Amanda Stavely, I thought yeah. was worse with, with her sort of comments. Yeah. 
but she's like again she is probably the most has has the least amount of scruples that you're going to come across anyone that's involved in the league given what, what yeah. given what's what's involved like if she's turning around and saying it's terrible that a man should have the club taken off she's probably missing the point that there's there's economic sanctions being put across the place like, honestly I, like gav you can say that but at the end of the day if you're going to be recognizing the ukraine on before the games and all that type of stuff that was going on at newcastle the hypocrisy that exists purely because their owners are the same ones that are invading somebody else's country it's going to come up in a press conference and you're going to have to have an answer for it that's better than what, what was used so why don't nobody so cares why, about yemen so why, so nobody why, cares why don't, right, so why, why don't he why don't he contact someone at the club that's responsible for the ownership of newcastle united and ask that question it's the face of the club Right, okay. The face okay. Of the club. He's the face of the club. So what happens if what happens if America go into the Ukraine tomorrow or into Russia and start bombing people? Right? Should Jurgen Klopp sit there tomorrow, right, and say your owners are American and America have gone in there? What do you think of that? Should Jurgen, Jurgen yeah. Klopp do that? Will you fucking yeah. stop it? And John was saying there, I'm not having that. If he's happy to take the money, um, he should be asking uh, very awkward questions, right? The point that they're asking him the question: Why don't you have the balls to go and ask these people? Why don't he go because and have they, the ball? No, hold on a minute. Why don't he, he have the, the ball? Why don't hold on a minute? He's not the representative of the club. Yes. He's the manager of the football team, United, right? Saudi right. Arabia. Okay, he's managing Newcastle United. He's not managing fucking Saudi Arabia or anything like that. He's not the representative of the club. The representative of the club is Amanda Staveley and whoever else came in as the face of Newcastle United. Because you remember, right? Some when he took over, Amanda Staveley and two other blokes, I think it was, no. were standing there. Hold on, they were Phil, because I seen it. You didn't watch it. You don't watch any of this stuff. So these Amanda Staveley and two fellas. Are standing there with the Newcastle thing, and they are the face. They are the show. face of Newcastle United, right? They're the face of Newcastle United, right? So why yeah, don't these people? Why, hold on a minute. Why isn't this fella sitting in the Newcastle Chronicle or whatever the fuck it's called, right? Going in there <laughs> and saying, "Listen, I tell you what, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to Eddie Howe because you know what? And football's not important here. I want to know about Saudi Arabia, which quite rightfully he should. But don't. What's the point in asking Eddie fucking Howe? Go in and knock at the door in Newcastle. Go listen. Remember them three cunts that were on the fucking pitch here when you took over? Can I go up and talk to them now? Because I want to know what's going on with Saudi Arabia and any other country. And they won't. It's because the easiest thing to do is walk in and pick on the manager because he's meant to know everything about Saudi Arabia. Picking on now. the manager. Right. Yes. Picking on the manager. Yes, but he they, is. Picking he's on picking the on the fucking manager. Eddie Howe isn't in a position of strength there either that he it's can go and start ridiculous. saying, look, I'm going to lash these out because I don't agree with them. He'd be played P45 in the morning if he did. Like So there's probably a bit of self-preservation by him but, as well. But, but Keith, when you take the job, you know what you're facing into. And if you haven't done your homework to understand that this type of stuff is going to come at you, right, um, and have some type of answer that is more than I'm just focusing on the coaching and the, and the playing of the football. So what do you want him to do? Do you want do you want Eddie Howe then to turn around and go, listen, there's no training today because I need to go upstairs here and I need to ask these three people to fucking get on to Saudi Arabia and explain to me what's going on. I need to know because I'm going to be asked these questions when I get down into a, into a, into a fucking press conference. Is that what you want him to what do? If you had, what if you had to turn around and say, there's no point in asking me these questions. You need to direct them at Amanda Stavely who owns the club because but, she can... But this, she's, is, she's, but this is what I'm talking about. Hang these on, are hang on, football Gav. journalists, Phil. These are football Gav, journalists walking in to a fucking football <laughs> club for a press conference and asking questions about something going on in Saudi Arabia or another country that they're going into. This is a football journalist, Phil. This isn't fucking, you know, this isn't some bleeding political, you know, correspondent walking in. This is a fella walking in. This is like the Newcastle Gav, version of James Pierce walking it. in and asking the question. It's, it's oversimplifying it again. It's not oversimplifying it, Phil. Modern football is involved in more than just football. 
because the amount of money that's gone in behind it is symptomatic to why they get the money in the first instance. Uh, the journalists are right to go after it. They should go after every single angle they can okay. over the Saudi so, Okay, there. so I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what you should do then. When do you go into this? Why aren't they requesting our, our Newcastle, right? Uh, protecting Eddie Howe and saying, listen, we'll answer all them questions because you're managing the football side. We're in here. Yes, there's issues in our country. And why, aren't, why is Eddie Howe being the one fronted up for this? Why aren't, why aren't he coming in and saying, listen, we're not, we won't ask any questions. Is there anybody at this club today that can answer these questions that I have? As a football journalist, I want to know about the political situation in Saudi Arabia. Is there anybody here that can answer these questions? And it'd be a lot more damaging for Newcastle to go, no, there's not. Okay, that's fine. Because if you wanted to ask these questions and you're refusing to answer them. Gav, Darren Dunbar says the journalists still accept the free hospitality when reporting at St. James's and it's two-faced. And it's very true. Do you ever hear the journalists talking about the food they get in the Etihad? How it's yeah. like being in a, a Michelin yeah. star restaurant. You know yeah. what I mean? So they, they'll report I, I, on what they want to Keith, report and they I, won't I'm, report I'm, on the other. I, I'm, not, I'm not. Look, football is the world of hypocrisy. Nobody gives yeah. a shite once their team is winning, right? Exactly, but like, yeah. going back to your point, Gav, um, Yorgi was prepared to stand up and give social edicts in uh, during the time when it was about taking vaccines and all that type of stuff that was going on. And we had no issue with him doing it because, do you know why? Because we support what he's saying and we think he's, he's a great man and he's got, he's got a fantastic brain that's sitting there. All I'm saying is, me as the manager, if I'm Eddie Howe, I know that this is going to happen, right? I have some type of get out of jail card that gets me over without making it look like I'm just ignoring what's going on and I'm ignoring the question because that makes him look weak and that leaves them open to what was going on. I think oh, the yeah, fair, I manager think has to so, have so, so basically, what well, basically what you're saying is then is that a football journalist turns up and asks this question, right? Which I don't think should go to Eddie Howe. I think you should have the balls to ask it someone. Like, he shouldn't be asking anyway. He's a football journalist, maybe he did, right? Right, but but if he did, why? why um, is he people like he did? So you know he didn't. You know he didn't, right? And so Eddie Howe is now sitting here and he's having this question thrown at him by a football journalist about political issues in Saudi Arabia or, or beyond, right? And then you have Newcastle watching this stuff going on and not doing anything about it. So Eddie Howe, right, is going to be pinned by both of these uh, both of these entities, right? Journalists and the owners of the club. And he's to sit there and take that. And we all think that Eddie Howe is the one that should answer this. If you like you turn around tomorrow and decide, but if you like you turn around tomorrow and decide that I'm going to ring Gav Doyle because he he'll tell me everything about Ukraine ins and outs. It's a ridiculous fucking thing to do is to ring me and ask me about the ins and outs of Ukraine. But why not? Should fucking ask him. It's it it, it makes no sense well, I, to me. And I'm not I, saying I, Eddie Howe. I'm not listen, I'm not saying Eddie Howe is blameless in all this because he does take a job from Newcastle and he have got this going on that that's absolutely no problem with that but I, I can't understand for the life of me why these people don't a do their job and ask football questions or b ring that mate that's the political correspondent to get him to join him at st james's park and walk in and request the people that need to answer the actual questions eddie Howe's not going to give you any in-depth thing you know that so it's it's a it's a lazy thing to do by asking well, Pep Guardiola got lashed out with for wearing a yellow badge didn't he in political yeah. support for what happened in Catalonia seeing as, you know, seeing as Phil's torpedoes uh, Eddie Howe I've got I've got a I've got a second pick and that second pick is uh, Big Joe Walsh going to give him a shout out Gav got one last night uh, well. four winners yeah. out of the last six golfing tournaments the man's on fire Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's back soon. out tipping again. Back out tipping today as well. <laughs> yeah. He never I stops. Need to be on it. Day and night, big Joe Walsh. Um, rumors is he has a. Uh, rumors is he has all the data all over the house. 
you know, that's just... It's analytics, isn't it? Do you know the video printers? He's um, he's unplugged all the tellies in the house, just has video printers now, just printing out golf data that he can read up on, and um, (laughs) the missus isn't too happy. Um, Look, a couple of people in there are agreeing with me, agreeing with Phil, but I just... I just that's the basis of what the show's about. It's yeah, about debate. It's about debate. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. is. And uh, listen, I'm not saying in any way Newcastle are, are right and what they've done or Eddie Howe is right to take that job. But don't I just find it down now, Gab. Stick with it. No, stick, no, stick no, no, no. Stick I, with I, it. I don't listen. Oh shit! Before I, I, I actually think there's more. I, 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 there's more chance. There's more chance of Eddie Howe actually keeping the job if they go down for me um, than staying up. That's the funny thing. Yeah, right? it's probably a fair point because he's only he's only gonna take them so far and then 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 the sexy manager comes in the proper you know the proper big hitter comes in hopefully not Jürgen Klopp in, in five years time yeah um, here's a question though Gav if you were a journalist would you go to the Saudi Saudis and ask them any questions if I what sort of journalist any type of journalist a political journalist football journalist would you well, if, I, if I was a political correspondent in the UK in that area and you want to know about Saudi Arabia? I wouldn't be asking Eddie fucking hell. I'd be, there'd be more chance of me asking Eddie hell for the bus timetable. Would you happily go to the embassy it. now and, and ask them a few yeah. questions? Yeah, you would, yeah. Yeah, I'd happily go to Newcastle United as a political correspondent no, would you go and to, ask would questions. You go to Saudi, Why would I go to the, the embassy? embassy? Why would I go to the embassy? Uh, these ask people the are, these, hold on. These are, these people are at Newcastle United. Why would I be going into the embassy? This is what I'm saying. It's a lazy narrative, and uh, ask questions by all means. But listen, if you want, if you want stupid que- answers, ask stupid questions and ask them to the wrong people. And that's Eddie Howe. Ask them to the people at Newcastle. Um, well, it'd be better if Eddie Howe just said, "But we're not going to do the thing on the Ukraine because it's a bit hypocritical." So I don't think we should do it as as a thing. But we we support the Ukraine as as a, as a team group or a fan group because it, that kills the whole the whole narrative that sits there, and it's very hard for the the, the journalists to bounce back off that one. Hmm. Uh, Christopher Carl says. Um, why does Dicko have a resemblance to Ralph Ranick? <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Ranick, yeah. There you go. Hey, listen, Gav, the only embassy you've ever gone into is a pack of 20. That's it. Mate. And uh, listen, the price of nowadays, you never know, I might have to knock them on the head. Back to the Rotmans. Um, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Phil, I think it's your loser of the week. My loser of the week is Cristiano Ronaldo. Like we've been b- bouncing around the topic, we've talked about Roy Keane and the whole lot. But like, lads, let's think about it this way, right? United signed Ronaldo. Like, so basically, Gary Neville had a little shift fit, right, and gave out that the owners wouldn't spend money. They went and spent a hundred trillion, billion, zillion, billion, million pounds on players, including signing Cristiano Ronaldo on ten million pounds a week, right? And he scored less goals than Takumi Minamino, right? So <laughs> he's going out there. He's had no impact in the big games. What do you make of he's, that at the weekend, though? Uh, Comes out fairly like late that he's not playing. I think it'd be better off getting his, his missus out to play for him at this stage. She'd, she'd, have, she'd show more about her than, than, than he would. Honestly, it's fantastic. And then there's like, claims in the background, by the way, that he was left out. And apparently his mm-hmm. sister liked an Instagram mm-hmm. post from somebody saying that he'd been left out. And it's all kicked off because of that as well. I look. I think it's phenomenal. I just think it's absolutely phenomenal. like you know the way they were, they were dreaming about him coming back. They've they've again the United fans have gone down the rabbit hole that we existed in for so many years, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking, isn't it just wonderful? It's just wonderful to see that it just goes so badly. It's like this is this is what would happen had Coutinho come back to Liverpool. Like this, it would just all fall apart. Like this is exactly what what, what happens when you bring somebody back that's well past it, and then yeah. spend 
give him more wages than absolutely anyone else in the Premier League. It's outrageous. It's, it's, but it's wonderful. They brought, a, they brought a 36-year-old player back and literally gave him the keys of the car and said, do what you want. Took the number mm. seven short off Edison Cavani to give mm. to him. And that might seem like small, but that's an egomaniac saying, I want everything. I'm coming back here. And they all fell in that. Tiernan McVeigh says that leading Sue show you. I hate that. They're nearly short the fucking trademark and that and making it a thing. Like it's been an unmitigated disaster, that transfer. That transfer <laughs> window. Jaden Sancho will come good. That Ronaldo will be the death of them for a few years now. Yeah. Thanks be to God. And it was all designed, wasn't it, to, to stop yeah. City from signing them as well. That's the irony of it. And City of 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 you know hopefully they don't win the league but I mean it's hardly been to the detriment of Manchester City has it yeah I could I could I could see where where City were going with with Ronaldo yeah he doesn't have to walk a lot they pin teams in they have 60-70% possession and they love this whole getting in the end line and clipping balls back and playing balls back Ronaldo would live off that all day long for them but the United thing the way they play Especially on the soul chair was like sit back, hitch on the break. And Ronaldo, although he's not, he's like he, he used to be really, really fast. Um, he's not, he's not a slouch by any means. But he doesn't want to be running channels on the break, and he doesn't want to be doing all that. And it just made no sense. And now when you see, now when you see, like even the likes of um, Elanga, is it, it? And you see Sancho, and they're starting to nearly come into their own a little bit. I'm not saying results wise, but a little bit starting to come into their own and and. Have their own impact on games or their own putting their own style on games in 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 periods, and it's when he's not in the side because everything is played to him. Except the biggest thing is they're not willing to play high up the pitch and dominate a game, and that's what Ronaldo needs. It's 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 madness, and the talk is now that he won't stand in his way if he wants to walk away this summer. You know, <laughs> he's forty seven years old, like. Could any of you run channels at thought? I'd rather run away from a bear down coronation so we can run channels. I couldn't change the channel. I, I was 37, I couldn't change the channel. I don't mind running a fucking channel. You know what I mean? Um, it's. I just think it's insane. Um, if he'd have gone to Man City, he wouldn't have been calling the shots. He'd have had a coach, no. manager that would have put him in his box early on. And Ronaldo probably would have played to that and it would have been, you know, he would have been part of a squad. Instead, he went in there and just, yeah, you says he destroyed that dressing room. He went in. But Jono says he, 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 he got 30 goals for City as a finisher. He would have. But again, is, is the mad thing about this, and it's not just, do you know, Ronaldo is just a symbol of how badly run United is at this point in time, yeah. right? Because you have Pogba there who's been trying to leave for three years at this stage, right? And they, mm. they didn't capitalise, they didn't, they didn't cash in. And now potentially he walks away in a very small transfer or no transfer at all, right? You've got they bring in Ronaldo completely on on the basis that he's going to and the, on the guarantees that he plays wherever he wants, starts whenever he wants, he never has to run and all this type of stuff. It's the most dysfunctional team. They spent a hundred and eighty million on Harry Maguire, right? Like he he, he <laughs> like basically he's he's bare bay. He can't torn. Like if you have a, a, a crocodile and a bear, a boat going to have a chase he's to not see him get to He's not. He can't torn. He's no. not. The only option he has with the bear is to try launch his concrete head at the bear and hope that it works somehow. He right? doesn't play for Manchester United. If he signed for 30, 40 million, um, whatever amount of seasons ago it was, uh, 2019, was it? Um, I don't think he's, he's, he's not actually United now. It seems he's doubling down on, on the fact that it's 80 million quid. It's not Worst transfer ever. 
I look, I just think uh, anyway, I, I could have picked United as the losers. We could pick anyone, right? Um, but Ronaldo to me is just the symbol of everything that's gone wrong there. And it's just it's it's almost like the cherry on how bad things have been run since Fer- Ferguson has left. It's just it's it's an imploding every, it's a house of cards, and every time they get the house of cards just gradually built back up to where it looks like something's gonna happen, the wind comes along along and knocks it down. Like think about it like this. Last year they finished runners up in the league. They think they're gonna like if you look at who all the tips for who's going to win the league, they're in there and there's people tipping them to win the league. And they Most basically just, don't have us in top four. Now they basically they basically blew their shit up for no reason to bring Ronaldo mm. back. They alienated Rashford, they've alienated um your man Marcia. They've never known how to they never know how to develop him. They, that fella was a potential world class player, and just because it's been so badly run, he, he they didn't achieve what they could have got out of him. And he paid a lot of money for him as well. Um they've fucking Sancho may as well have taken a year off, gone around to India just to find himself and do a bit of yoga and stuff like that because he's wasting his time there at United. Pogba was the best player in the world when he signed for United and he's become just a, a, a mid-table midfielder. If, if he was playing for West Brom at the moment, he wouldn't stand out. That's what that's what he's become, right? They spend £100 billion on Harry Maguire. David De Gea was the best goalkeeper in the world and gradually became the shit goalkeeper and he's just getting back to being good again because he has to stay with so many shots. Like he basically has to deal with so many shots. Another, another one that they basically put up on a pedestal, Juan Bissaka. Juan Bissaka just... was, was um, a, a poor man's version of Nathaniel Cloyne. Like that's basically what they signed, right? Cloyne had more about him than, than Juan Bissaka had. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The system with Luke Shaw. Yeah, Chris, Christopher Carroll says, oh, I think he's, he's wrong. He says it was to take the pressure off the owners as United fans were protesting. Then they all buy a Ronaldo short and line the pockets of the owners and they were protesting uh, that they were protesting against. Um, oh, should they be back out? I guarantee you now. Oh, no, I, I've no doubt about it. I've no yeah. doubt about it. You'll see they it. Bought, all the time they the bought Ronaldo, they bought Varane. Sancho, they bought Varane. Mm. And this is the state of them. Now, mm. Sancho was one they've been chasing for two years. He looks mm. okay at the moment. He's starting to come into a bit of form. They bought Ronaldo, who was their, their golden boy, and then they bought Varane, who is... Everyone could tell you Varane is an injury-prone defender who needs to play beside a dominant centre-back because he always played beside a dominant centre-back. He's not the dominant one, and they're stuck with Harry Maguire because they paid £80 million for him, and it's just mistake, 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 mm. mistake, 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 mistake. All through the squad, every single part of that squad is an absolute shit show. Scott McTominay was the 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 youth player that comes through and he's like, yo, Scott McTominay, Scott, he's getting his arse tore out of him now as well. Like there's nothing in that club that you're looking at. You know, but it's even but it's even it's even from grace, everything it's, about it. It's, it's <laughs> even 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 if you look at the even if you look at the circumstances, right? It comes out quite late that Ronaldo won't play. Uh, the rumour is Cavani trained for three days before the game and then wasn't playing. Right. Then they go out and they get beaten. And like I seen, I seen something earlier. The last ten minutes of the game, Man City had ninety two percent possession. Yeah, ninety two percent. Right, shocking. How the fuck right. did they only get eight percent? Right. right, in the last ten minutes of the game. Right. Why is Scott McTominay out doing these interviews? And this yeah. goes back to for me goes back to the time. Do you remember when Arsenal went in shit and Aubameyang was the captain and he wasn't doing interviews? I think they get beaten that way at West Brom or something like that. And Dave Young was out doing interviews. The club captain's nowhere to be seen. Now, why isn't Harry Maguire out there going, listen, none of you are doing interviews after this game. None of you. I'll do them. I'm the club captain. I'll fucking do the interviews. And Scott <laughs> McTominay is out doing the interviews. I, mean, I, I know he's played a load of games. What, what was funny? Red Steve shout that Maguire should wave his cock at Ferran to, to assert his dominance. dominance. Okay, we're asserting a lot of dominance with cocks for me. Um, <laughs> 
But <laughs> that's that's where your leaders come in. That's where your club captain comes in, you know, and says, I'm doing all the interviews. I'm taking them. You don't go out there. And I know Scott McTominay probably has 100 games, you know, it's somewhere around that, maybe. But he shouldn't be out there. And this this is what it's all about for me. They talk about leaders and they, talk, they don't have any leaders. None. Zero. None. They've none, right? They they have they don't have a system that they want to play. They don't have the bravery to play a system that would mean that they would take control of a game and get the best out of a Sancho, a Rashford, a Ronaldo. They don't have that. And all it just keeps going around and around. And what comes out today? Oh, statements from players saying they're sorry, right? Which we know happens all the time. And then on top of that, you have the likes of Neville turn around going, Oh, well, um, you know, uh, a new dawn is coming for United with the new director of football and, and this and this was a proper um, look at the Glazers and, and Woodward this was a pr- proper goodbye to them and I'm like do you think the Glazers are going away here yeah. you know there's a load of money being spent there and, and the total sum of what you have there is no leaders that haven't got enough quality bravery or plan it's as simple as that and Ronaldo is a massive part of it a massive part of it Gav, as as I will have to feel the, feel the child very, very, very soon. Can I just make an honourable shout on winners of the week to Manchester City for increasing the commercial revenues by a hundred million um, and <laughs> making the top spot in the English league? I just want to say fair play to them. That's yeah. amazing, amazing. They, they have their amazing. Uh, corner flags sponsored by um, a company they own. They have the Lions sponsored by somebody that they own, and it's just amazing that they're now they make over a hundred million more than any other team in England. Yeah. Well, next achievements will be to try and sell out the stadium consistently. That'll be a well, to sell out every week. More, more of the Hardens around this. Either way, they're now doing double, yeah, double four tiers, yeah. four tiers of Harden. I reckon and, John and Delaney is the man who comes the bright the, lights the, and all. I'd say the ball boy and the stewards are going to have epileptic fits because they've laid that these bright lights shining in their face and all. It's, it's and all of these ads, I don't know if you've noticed, but all, I've never heard of any of these people who are sponsoring these. I mean, they're just complete shell companies. They're just ghosts. They're just pretending companies. Tendy companies, you like Gav going in and just setting up a load of limited companies and just saying, Yeah, they sponsor they're this sponsors the day shippers, this sponsors the day shippers, this sponsors the day shippers. Yeah, no one knows them. No, you don't do websites, they're not that sort of crowd. <laughs> it's just random crap. Do they have social media? No, they're, they're not mad into the socials either. They just go about that business, don't be worried about them. It's an international yeah. hotel group with no website. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't like you. It's more word of mouth that you get yeah. to take bookings yeah. over. They're actually like advertising this new like city that's being built up in the middle of the yeah. desert. Gotham City, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, it's Anna Delvey's going to be their, their next uh, PR. Yeah, it's mad, like it, and like you said, Phil, it'd be like us taking on sponsors and just going, listen, it's a hotel group, but you basically have to fill out your details and send it to this PO box, and they'll come back to you to let you know if you have a room anywhere. They don't know where the room is, but they'll let you know. Um, it's on uh, it's, it's on six one it's on six one seven on teletext. If yeah. you put your teletext on, you'd be able yeah. to get yeah. and you have to wait till it goes around to page forty eight of sixty three. And if you miss it, don't worry, it'll be back in about three hours when it comes back around. Again. <laughs> Uh, remember doing that for the holidays? I remember mad yeah. doing that for the holidays. Cheap holidays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm after missing the page. Oh, for fuck's sake, you have to wait for it to come back around. Um, we leave it there. We leave it there. Um, we never got to speak about international pro tour for funny. So it's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, you see, so let's finish on this then. 
So I spent four hours watching this at the weekend. Right? Now, now, just you happened. sent me a video today, which was five years old, and I thought like, I, was trying, I, was, I was trying to. This was like the, the red shield one that was five years old as well, Phil. I yeah. think you, you're on Dico's Wi-Fi. I think you're using his fucking password. <laughs> no, I, I was sitting there. I was watching NBC Chicago or Sports Chicago. And I was just like, "What's going on?" I was just watching. And I said, "What's this?" So I thought it was beach volleyball to start with. It wasn't. It's foot volley. And it's a pro tour. They're paid to do this, Gav. Paid. You are paid to do this. It's and volleyball it was, using your feet. You can't use your hands. You can only use, and you can only touch it three times when it comes over the net as well, yeah. right? So, so you can't just keep holding up. But they have this thing that, that just drew me mind. It's the shark attack. So the fella launches himself at the net. And just with the, instead of whacking it with your foot, they hit it with the base of the foot and slam it down like it's a hand. It's, it's amazing. It's just, it was, so tr- four hours, four hours watching it. Then I found out that this is huge in Brazil. Because it went oh, down a rabbit hole, Dicko. Yeah, it was hardly fucking huge in Dolly Mount. Like, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, in, in December this year, Ronaldinho and Romario, Keith, you like this, had an exhibition for Folly Pro Tour um, exhibition in Rio de Janeiro where they had one team. Romario was on one team and Ronaldinho was on the other team. And it was made up of a load of ex-pros, right? And Ronaldinho is in some nick for a fella who's whatever age he is, he's 40-something. And Romario, 40 and Romario, who's about 60, is in some nick as well, and he was playing. So the two of them got to play off. There's another one due. So, Gav, I sent you the links because Ronaldo was putting, Ronaldinho was putting this up on his uh, on his feed, and um, so there's one. It's it, it just shows the beauty of foot folly. And it was, it's, it's just immense. And for me, that to me was 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 the best thing of, of the whole weekend. But they're like, Do you know what you should right? Ronaldinho and Romario doing that. You should have. You should look up. Go onto the Google there, Phil, and look for uh, Keith Duffy and uh, Brian McFadden. Oh. They've made a band <laughs> together. And if you go and look for them, <laughs> you'll get. You. That's another rabbit hole for you. Oh my them. God! Was that the video <laughs> we seen the other day? Yeah. Oh boys like, oh, Go on, Gav. Stick it up oh. there. Somebody said about Berlin Balloon Olympics. I'm still chasing up uh, the the rights to the Balloon Olympics, but I think Manchester City might have already sold the sponsorship today with them for, for ten no, billion I, I for next um, I'm sure we 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 get the clips for you somewhere. I'll, I'll po- I know where I'll post them. I'll post them in our Telegram group. I sent you, I sent you Ronaldo's tweets. Yeah, I know. I'll send them into the group for people like, to read. Um, in Discord, oh no, it's not in Discord anymore. We're in um the Telegram group, the, the lads know about and lassies. Um, right, we're going to leave it there. That has been no Discord this week, yeah. There is Discord yeah, there, but we don't really there. use it. Can, can we not no, do no. this now? Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that has been it for the winners and losers this week. Don't forget, as you can see on screen throughout the show, Failacon is our charity spot, uh, partner. Um, we're looking to get them to 10k. We're currently just gone past 3k, I think. Um, we, when we get all our sponsorship money in, which is very close to coming in now, we'll get close to three and a half k. Um, so we've six and a half k to go in around three months. Um, so if you can spot, if you can donate, look in the link in the description and you can do that. If you can't, please share amongst friends, family, and wherever else. And we're going to do our best in the next three months to get as many people as we can to donate. And if we have to go and do some stupid, mad things to try to raise money, we will as well. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm looking at Phil. I'm looking at Keith. I'm looking at Dick and anyone else I can get my hands on as well, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I was going to say enjoy the rest of your night. It's about 28 fucking minutes left of it. Um, we've taken up loads of it. But tomorrow, um, Liverpool play into Milan. I should be back at two tomorrow with uh, the cop update. And we will be back after the game with a full-time Reds. And we'll take it from there. Phil, thanks a million. 
Dick out, thanks a million. Key, thanks a million. That has been the winners and losers. Thanks a million to everyone. The Bears. The Bears were the winners tonight. The Bears proved masters. The Bears were the winners and um Jays, if this conversation could say well, Eddie Howe was in serious fucking issues when he goes into work tomorrow. <laughs> that's like that. um, but uh, listen, that's what it's all about, debate and opinion. Um, check out check out the Boys Life uh, the Boys Life <laughs> video on the internet. Boys it's Life. absolutely okay. fantastic stuff. We leave you with that. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.